this is Evelyn, and this is podcast number 18, Increasing Fear with Age. It's worth noting, before we even start this podcast, that this isn't like the normal podcast. Usually, I'm giving you some tips and tricks on how to have the best year, and this time, I'm having more of a conversation and bringing up some questions Because it's something that's happening to me, and I felt like if it was happening to you too, or if you're seeing similarities that you might be able to identify, and then maybe challenge yourself with the same things that I have decided to challenge myself with. If not, it may be an interesting path for you to take just to listen to it in case it happens to anybody that you know, so that you can let them know not to feel alone. I've oftentimes talked to you guys about how I've developed anxiety as I get older. And I think that anxiety as a whole is a thing that has always been an issue, but people just called it nerves or people just, you know, said that someone's hands were clammy because of one reason or another, but they always kind of shoved it off. They kind of pushed it to the side and never wanted to label it that anxiety label, right? And anxiety can come in all all forms, right? It can go from nervousness and, you know, a uneasy tummy to something that's like full-blown where you're feeling like you're having a panic attack and then your heart is stopping, you can't breathe right, and you're, you, get, you, you feel a tightness and you just want to take your collar and loosen it or you want, you know, to go for a walk or just really get that out there, right? My forms of anxiety just fall in the nervousness category and the sleeplessness category. And that is perfectly understandable uh, when it comes to some of the things that I watch on TV. Some of the desensitizing that I've done over the years when it comes to certain things that um, I never used to be afraid of that I'm afraid of now. And... I really look up to and think that it's awesome that um, a lot of people that are in my age group still do these awesome things. And I want to get that back. And I think that the only way to get them back is to challenge myself. So I'm going to start off with telling you about some of the things that I did in my younger days. Okay. I have jumped off bridges On our reading day from college, we used to all skip the reading day and we would go to this local dam that had this huge bridge that went over it that of course you weren't allowed to jump off of, but tell a bunch of 20 year olds that they're not allowed to do something and that's the next thing they're going to be doing is jumping off that bridge. There was also some cliffs there. I grew up in the mountains, so it was totally a thing. I jumped off that stuff all the time. Never gave a care in the world. It felt like it was 10 seconds before you hit the surface of the water and you felt the environment encompass you and that exhilarating feeling whenever you hit the water and you came up and you realized that you made it. It never got old. I could do it a million times. And then I would tell everybody about it for the whole year. Yeah, I jumped off that bridge and and it was like a big bragging thing. I have ridden every roller coaster at every theme park that I've ever been to, ever. All of a sudden, a couple years ago, I, uh, I started to feel that feeling in my stomach when walking through the theme park. We'll get to it in a minute. 
I have taken the elevator in the Empire State Building all the way to the very top. Couldn't wait. That was the reason why I wanted to go to New York City. Not only did I want to go up there, but I, and it was a foggy day. There were clouds on the top floor. And, I mean, there were hardly any people up there. It was a scary time back in the day when I went up there. And I could not wait. I went there and I was feeling almost like the building was swaying back and forth from the sheer height of it. It was an exhilaration that I can't quite put into words. But anybody who has done anything like that knows. I believe it was a glass elevator. If it wasn't a glass elevator in the Empire State Building, it certainly was a glass elevator in the pen in Canada that I went to when I was younger. And I remember needing to look through that glass on the elevator the entire way up. Every time it stopped, taking a moment to really enjoy the sights and views of something that I had never seen before. And I did the same thing at the Omni Hotel in Atlanta. I went up its glass elevator and then I stepped off to sit on its revolving pin at the top of the tower and enjoy some libations with my sister. It was amazing and I never thought twice about it. Never thought about how it was turning and rotating. Never thought about if anybody ever jumped out of it. Little did I know that years later there would be a tornado that would bust all the windows in that Omni Hotel. Since been fixed, but something that I'll never soon forget. I play in the snow, jump in, you know, make tunnels, jump into snow that was higher than me. I'm a very short person. I'd run around in a rainstorm, not even thinking twice about getting water in my ears or getting my hair wet or letting all the air out of my head because you know, we wear hats to hold the heat in, my mom would always say. Never thought about it. Going into dark basements. Of course, they were always creepy, right? But... I never once thought about, you know, the bugs in the darkness or the cobwebs or the ghosts. My goodness. The emphasis put on ghosts in my older years is incredible. But we'll get to that too. Then came an abundance of media. So when I was in college and I was studying communications, media, and minoring in computer science, as I've mentioned this podcast before, my media professor came out and he told us that after you take this class, you will never look at media the same way again. Now, of course, this was 20 years ago, and media was not the same as it is today. And people who were alive during that time will never look at media the same way again anyway. They didn't have to take a college class to teach them that. However, in that class, I had an amazing professor who pulled apart all of the scandals and all of the reasons why things are reported and you know the psychology behind getting people to understand why you know understand things about their life that they can relate to things that are portrayed in the media to increase sales awareness uh and it didn't mean much to me then but it was like a dream that you don't remember when you first wake up and then all of a sudden these memories of lessons that you've learned before start flooding into you and you're not sure where they came from. Kind of like having a dream that you don't remember in the morning. That's why they tell you to write them down. Well, suddenly I was waist deep in documentaries on ID discovery, right? So I'm living this life. I am, you know, walking my dogs after dark 
extra long. I'm uh, going to Walmart when I can't sleep at 3 o'clock in the morning, doing some shopping by myself. I am, you know, hanging out. I used to smoke cigarettes long ago. I'm hanging out in New York City, in Brooklyn, in the middle of the night, sitting on someone's stoop and smoking a cigarette by myself. Um, You know, things that now that I'm older, I think about and I shake my head and I can't believe that I did them, but why? I was safe, you know, or maybe I was just lucky. I don't know, but... I, uh, I started watching these ID discovery uh, documentaries, in which I'm not alone. Most of the people that I know that love documentaries love either listening to podcasts that are true crime or they love watching ID discovery. They have the app on their phone and watch it on their lunch break or they've seen all of everything and like hold their breath and wait for the new items to appear. And... I, like many, have joined that many, you know, I'm I'm interested. I love documentaries. I enjoy uh, the detective aspect of it. And as you've already heard in the podcast previous, I'm absolutely fascinated and afraid of death, of course. Uh, And I do everything that I can to understand it from spirituality all the way to what happens after we die to our physical body. Okay. So I, uh... I watch ghost adventures and I watch specials for ghost adventures on the travel channel. And I think about all of the different things that could happen and all of the different places that I could go. And I love, love ghost and paranormal stuff. And I'm also not alone in doing that. I see the Nielsen ratings go absolutely off the wall every year during Halloween because You know, people have this psychological response to haunted things, especially over the Halloween season, because most places it's cold, leaves are dying and falling off trees, and people are busting out their warm clothes, and it's just spookier. Woods are spookier, water is spookier, everything. And so you really get consumed by that. And, you know, we like to sit here and watch, you know, some of the stuff they've got on the travel channel now is viral ghost sightings caught on camera and and things that really feel real and not orchestrated for tv if you get lost in those things like we often do then you start to question how you feel about some of the places that you're going and some of the things that you're seeing right so suddenly you stop And you realize in different conversations with people in different places that you're going and plans that you're making and you stop and you sit and you think to yourself, when did I become so afraid of everything? Then comes the next question. Am I cheating my life out of experiences because I've suddenly let the media take over my feelings about things? It's so true and it's so hard to think that you could be so easily convinced by someone somewhere who's just doing their job and trying to advertise and they're advertising by getting you to understand different things i took my boyfriend to skydive a few years ago and his tandem partner had jumped from a plane 200 times what is that life Why would anybody want to jump out of a plane 200 times? But then 
when I leaf back in my life and I think about how I used to feel jumping off that cliff or jumping off that bridge, holding hands with my closest friends, how I would feel when I would come up from that water and I would gasp the air and look at the sky and be so grateful that I was able to do that and not die, I understood everything. Recently, in planning a vacation, I realized that I'm afraid of things like snorkeling. What if I drown? What if I get bit by a shark? What if I get stung by a jellyfish or even worse? What if I get stung by a stingray? You know, I think about Irwin when he went out fighting alligators and crocodiles and he used to fight hippos with big horns and rhinoceros. I think that's what I was thinking of. And he ends up going out and getting stung in the heart by a stingray. And that took him down. I oftentimes wonder, you know, what are the chances of something like that actually happening? So at what point, I sit back and I think this all the time, at what point did I put that last nail in the coffin of my theme park loving, cliff jumping, night dog walking, coffin, and decide that everything in life was going to be too risky for me to handle? Part of me feels anxious about these things, and another part of me is like, Evelyn, you're afraid because you want to live longer. By being more careful, you're more mature now. You're not the same person that you were 20 years ago. Another part of me says, don't be foolish. You only live once. Make this one time count. I remember visiting New York City and I couldn't wait to climb the Empire State Building. If I did nothing else, I wanted to see the city from the clouds. Now, I get dizzy when I hit the sixth floor of the building that my office is in. Certain YouTube videos make me short of breath. Who am I and when did this happen? I saw a Range Rover commercial the other day where they took the Range Rover and they went up this huge flight of steep steps and I was having my coffee, was first thing in the morning, and as this Range Rover was climbing these steps, I think they were doing it for Red Bull or something like that, I was nervous for the person driving even though I knew it was a commercial and that everything was going to be okay. The older I get, the more cautious I am. It's crazy that anyone out there is less afraid of anything than I am. I I can't believe that they don't see the same things that I see or fear the same things that I fear. And then I back up and I'm like, Evelyn, stop. It's going to be okay. Everything happens for a reason and everybody dies sometime. Maybe you don't want to die early, so taking less risks increases your chance of living longer. But... You got to really weigh the pros and negatives and not cheat yourself out of the life that you're living now. I do things. Like I lock my car and my front door two times. Because God forbid, the first time it didn't work. But just to be sure. I don't usually leave the house after 8 p.m. anymore. Unless I'm already going to be in someone else's house. You're not going to find me in Walmart shooting the bull with a stranger about the renovations they just did or anything like that. That's way too risky for me. 
I wear protective glasses because I stare at too much technology to shield my eyes because I don't want to strain my eyes too much. It's kind of like when I was younger and they said that sitting too close to the TV would ruin your eyesight. Or if you held a funny face too long, it would freeze that way. I go to theme parks now for the food. But rides have to be a certain level of calm because I could die. And if I end up getting talked into riding the whole time, I'm thinking, well, at least my family will be taken care of if something happens to me. Bear with me, because I'm thinking deep here, but could the media sales departments and collaborators be painting a picture of fear of the outside world so you'll stay in and watch more TV? Of course they are. Or maybe it's just me. We all get a little tired when we get older. Is it possible that I'm building fear while imagining the worst case scenarios as it stands? The less risks you take, the safer you are, right? Is this just human law? What's wrong with dancing in the rain? So you'll get sick. You'll most likely get better. Am I challenging myself to conquering some fears this year? Yes, I am. I've decided that challenging myself to some fears is not only going to reopen some of my bucket list items that I crossed off long ago as not being possible, but it's also going to open my mind and create some of the items that I've talked about in this podcast previous. going to add balance to my life. It's going to add perspective to my thoughts. And it's going to remind me that nature is always going to be under my feet as long as I'm appreciative of what it offers. I've decided to take the opportunities when they arise and challenge the heights, the ghosts, the weather, the rides, and so forth. Where is my exhilaration? And at what point in my youth did I lose it? What was the show? That I was like, after this, I'm a changed woman. What was the story that I heard or the news story that I read that was the deciding factor that from this point forward, I am never, ever going to do this, that, or the other? Where is my adrenaline? I want to make amazing memories this year. And so I'm going to push the envelope on some things for my own standards. I've decided that beings that you only live once, that there's only a limit to what you limit yourself to see. And so some of the scary things that I've already done, I'm going to remember the way that those felt and I'm going to hold them close to my heart. But if I have no will or want to ever do them again because I know what they feel like, there's no need in risking my life again to do so. However, if there are things that I've never done before that I don't know if they're going to be scary, I am going to challenge myself. If it's just too dehabilitating with fear, I may not be strong enough to push it over the over the tape. But I am going to make an effort to do so. In the upcoming trips that I have planned, there are some challenging things that when I first heard about them, I thought, oh, never. You can never see me doing that. But... If the people that I love the most in the world are doing them with me, I don't think that it's going to be as much of a challenge as much as it's going to be about making the memories that are going to make this year count. And I think it's going to be a challenge for me in the years to come and the experiences that I get from facing these fears this year, and trust me, I'm going to document everything, is going to be 
keeping me young in a sense. Yes, of course, you can't stop age, and there is no fountain of youth that we know of to this point. But I'm hitting a middle age mark in my life, and I feel like as long as I am intimidated by what I see on TV and read in books is the amount of limits that I'm going to put on myself. As I sat here this evening and I was thinking about it, I started to wonder if anybody else had been feeling the same way. I have a circle of friends that do not feel the same way as of right now. They still take the challenges and they they rip the tape off and they don't worry about things. And I look up to them for that. I think it's amazing. But if you're someone who feels like me and tries to be too careful with everything all the time because you simply cannot take one more thing happening, don't lock the car so many times. Don't lock the doors so many times. Be careful and use your judgment. If you're jumping off a cliff and there's rocks at the bottom, don't do it. Uh, By any stretch of the imagination, still exercise 150% care of everything that you do. However, if the chances in your favor and the statistics point to you're going to be absolutely fine, then challenge yourself to do so. If you see a ride that millions of people have been riding all day, and you don't ride it, you're only cheating somebody but yourself. You're only cheating yourself. If you see it raining and there's no thunder and lightning and you want to run out into the rain, make yourself run out into the rain because how many times are you going to be able to do that? I remember when I was growing up and we had a very um, a very bad uh, barricaded creek that ran through our town and every time we would get a decent amount of rain it would overflow the creek and the entire town in the valley would flood and i remember riding bikes in the floodwaters with my friends i remember s- swimming in the floodwaters which i think about that today and i'm like oh if we'd have cut ourselves the germs the biological hazard <laughs> but you know It was some of the best memories I've ever made and I lived, I lived a long time afterwards to be able to tell the story and I hope that the kids these days when things like that happen are able to make those memories as I did. And I also think that there are more memories out there to be had and I don't want to cut myself off from them because I'm afraid. Of course I know, I, I carry a balloon of realism around with me and I utilize it when possible. And I know that it's not always going to be the brave person who says, I'm just going to go ahead and jump. Or I'm going to make myself bungee jump or cliff dive again. But there is somebody who's going to say in my in my brain, it's okay to go zip lining. Or it's okay to do this obstacle course that goes from tree to tree. Or you know, get in the dune buggy, ride in the desert, you're going to be just fine. You know, you're not going to tip over. You're not going to inhale too much dust in your asthma act up. You're not going to, you know, run out of money. You're going to be fine. And, you know, I remember one time I had always, always reached out to homeless people when they were around and given them the change that was in my pocket. As I got older, I decided to buy them food and bring it back to them because I knew they were going to eat the food. 
I didn't know what they were going to do with the money, and uh, I didn't really have that much money to give them anyway. It was more money to get the food than it was to give them pocket change. And so I remember one time when I was in Atlanta, I had um, pulled up to a Krispy Kreme Donuts because anybody who knows me knows that I absolutely have an addiction to sweet food. And who doesn't love a Krispy Kreme Donut? Let's be honest. And I pulled up and an old lady came up to my driver's side and well, actually my passenger side. I was in the passenger side and someone else was driving. I don't remember who it was. And the old lady came over to me and said, you know, could you please help me? I, uh, I need, I need a couple dollars. I I'm cold, you know, whatever. And I remember whoever was driving that car, I was getting the money out and whoever was driving that car hightailed it. And, um, they had let me in on this big scam that was going on inner city and how, you know, they hadn't seen it in real life, but there were people dressing up like old ladies and asking for money. And then instead of, you know, pulling out their change purse, they were pulling out a gun and here the person driving had pulled away just in time before the old lady had pulled out the gun. And here I had just no, nothing. I knew nothing of it. And, uh, I almost gave this lady you know, some money or, or this person posing to be a lady some money before they held me at gunpoint. And I thought about that. And now I think twice before trying to help anybody that I don't know without having a bunch of people with me, just because I haven't personally had anything so terrible happen, but I don't want it to happen for the first time today or any day in the future. A collection of different items like that that happen in your life over the course of time are what I sincerely believe shape you into the person that you become. It's very hard to change that person when you get set in your ways unless you sit and you think about it and you realize where those items had taken you off the beaten path and you change them. And in this case, I've identified some of the reasons why I've become so fearful of things and I've taken a moment to re-examine those items. Pulling them apart and understanding the reasons why you feel the way that you do about this and every other thing sometimes needs reviewed and tweaked and changed. Perhaps you're not the same person every single day that you were the days previous and You have to allot room for growth and allotting room for growth says that maybe because that happened to somebody else doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen to you. And if it does, maybe you should research not not doing it all together, but finding the safest way possible to still make that memory. Anyway, I wanted to give it some food for thought and I wanted to have the conversation in the podcast with you guys. I wanted to also be able to reach audience members who may be feeling the same way or have someone you know that feels the same way so you could share it with them because it's still something that triggers my anxiety and I definitely want to be able to make a difference. Also, if you're planning your year like most of my listeners are, I want you to be able to look at some of these items that come up in your future plans and think like I'm thinking and be, you know, brave and thinking about what the risks are And are they really worth canceling the plan for? Now, of course, like I said, 150% careful as usual. And I'm not a doctor or anything to tell anybody to do anything. It's just my opinions. And, you know, watch what you watch on TV. The whole time that you're watching it, just make sure that you keep in mind that it's just TV. 
and that 99% of it is put out there to keep you watching it. Every single thing that you put on TV is a cliffhanger of sorts, right? So make sure that you're watching it for the right reasons and that you understand that it's pure entertainment the whole way around. And lean on and count on your friends and your family and the people that you trust in your life because they're going to give you the right ideas about certain things and some of them will give you the wrong ones. But it's your common sense that will identify those. As always... I'm Evelyn, and if you liked this or you had any feedback for me, please feel free to contact me on my Instagram page, Life Over Matter Podcast, or you can tweet me at the same anchor name, or you can leave me a voicemail on Anchor as well, and I can go ahead and check it, and I can get back to you if you leave me your contact information, and we can have a conversation further about these items. If not, good luck to you on creating your list of things that you were afraid of that you're going to revisit. And until next time, have a wonderful day.